Hey guys, welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. Today I'm here with Caroline. Caroline, do you want to say hi? Hi. I met Caroline on Instagram. I was following her for a little bit. She does a lot of traveling. What are some of the places that you've been to that like stand out a lot? Well, that stand out. Um, what have you've been like everywhere? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite everywhere, but it's it's all on my list, as they say. Um Honestly, some of my favorite places have been some of the the cheesy traditional places in Europe. I actually was looking into moving to Paris at one point pre-pandemic. I love visiting the Amalfi Coast, Um, but I'm such an outdoorsy person too. Like we, like my mom and I love going on these hiking trips. Like we go up to Canada to go hiking a lot. Yeah. It's honestly more about who you're with, I think, than, than where you go. How'd you get into traveling? So funny story. I, with an exception of a ski trip in college up to Canada, I had never been out of the United States until I was 22. Oh, wow. I graduated. Yeah. So I graduated college and traveled with my family through Europe. And I actually ended up teaching abroad and traveling through Asia one summer. So all in one year. So I had gone from never leaving the United States uh, to traveling to, I think it was 17 countries in one year. Wow. Yeah. So, and once you start though, you're just hooked. Like I, you know, I definitely caught the travel bug. Was that, did you start because you're like a travel blogger on Instagram. So I'm sure that's kind of easier to afford when you, that's like your job. So what is your advice for someone who wants to do this, but doesn't know where to start financially? Because obviously not cheap to travel, especially when you're like out of college. So what's your advice on that? So my biggest piece of advice for anyone who wants to get started is just start, you know, what you can do. There's so many things that you can write about. First of all, your home is some, is some is vacation for the majority of the rest of the world. Yeah. So what I did when I first started is I just started local, you know, I would write blog posts and take photos in nearby towns. We would do road trips. Um, I was actually a preschool teacher. And so I used to spend my, you know, and you get those really nice long summer vacations. And so I would just plan all of my trips and during the vacations and travel and take photos. But you can even write, you know, like a tips guide and whatnot. Like there's so many things that you can write about. um, That's not just about traveling. Um, And I highly recommend weekend trips too, because you can squeeze in different destinations, you know, hop on a plane, take a long weekend. Mm -hmm. But Honestly, my biggest advice too financially is if that's your biggest hurdle, just go local, you know? Yeah. You can write about places like you can go to your, you know, a hotel nearby and you don't even have to stay there. You can usually just go in their lobby and take a few photos and and write a destination guide. Mm -hmm. And how did you start? Because now this is, I'm assuming this is like your full-time job Instagram or do you do, because I know you also have like a program that we're going to get into as well. How did this What's your journey with the Instagram? Did you start it in college? Did you start it when you started traveling? So my journey with Instagram was I had done a lot of traveling when I was a teacher and and just on my own, I would travel with friends. And one of my best friends, actually, she looked at me and she had a travel blog. And so she looked at me and she's like, you travel more than I do. You know, why don't you just start one? And it took me forever to start one because I think I had such a fear of, you know, the fear of failure, of not being good enough, of why me, 
you know, I actually too, I think I had it up to, I'd gotten up to 10 K followers before I even told anybody I had one. Like I did it in such a secret at first uh-huh. uh, just because I, you know, I had that fear of judgment. And so one of my best friends, she got me to start one and it was one of the best decisions I made. And it was something that I had tried one kind of unsuccessfully in the past. And then shortly after I started it, I actually got really sick. Um, I just had chronic fatigue and, and other symptoms to the point where like I could barely get out of bed. And so I ended up being diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, I had heavy metals, I had parasites, wow. you know, there's a couple, a list of a few things. So it really, it went from kind of being a hobby and something where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I blog or I, you know, I take photos and it, that whole period of my life really shifted. And I think that's why I was able to grow it as quickly as I did, because, you know, there were days where I could struggle to get out of bed and I was getting IVs in my arm three times a week. And, um, you know, you needed something to focus on. And so I, yeah. you know, I, I would just spend hours on Instagram, um, commenting and doing whatever. And it, it was at a time when the algorithm was a lot different. So it, it grew really quickly. And, you know, I would just repost old photos, which is another tip. If, if you've traveled in the past, just repost your old photos, talk about old, other trips you've done. And which is what I did when I started. And so it grew. And by the time I became healthier and was able to actually travel, you know, I started getting invited on press trips and learning kind of the business of, you know, what, goes into being a travel blogger and um and so that's kind of how I how I started and why I also include a whole wellness component when I talk or when Mm -hmm. I post things on Instagram because you know it it all kind of coincided it was the start of you know I stopped drinking I you know I focused on nutrition I focused on all the other things so it was um yeah it, it was definitely a start of a new journey for me Yeah. I feel like a lot of people I talk to that start these wellness and health journeys, they always, it always roots from something, Lyme's disease, IBS, you know, whatever it may be. And I think that's just so crazy that sometimes we just wait for our bodies to fail. Like even with me, I've had acne and bad bloating and digestion problems for six years. And now that I'm, yeah, like my, it's like horrible. I've been breaking out for so long, but now that I talk to people like you and people that have IBS, I just like, it inspires me to not wait for my body to break down, to start my journey. So I've kind of gotten into the health and wellness. I want to say I got into health and wellness like a year ago, but started taking it more seriously these past couple months. How did you, what were some steps that you took into the wellness journey to cure yourself? Did you cure yourself through Lyme's disease? Did you go to a holistic doctor? How did you kind of go about it? So, yeah. So the thing with me is I am allergic to everything. So like anything medication wise, when I was younger, I, the doctor would look at me and he'd be like, you're more allergic to medication than, you know, that I would give you for strep throat. So my family, so my mom got very into, um, she's certified in homeopathy. So we're very much into alternative healing and health practices. Can you explain Um, what that is a little bit? Yes. It's such a secret weapon there. You can buy them at Whole Foods. They're these blue pills or they're, they're in a blue bottle. They're these white pills. And it's basically just a form of, of, um, holistic medicine, you know, there's nothing in them, but they're also my secret weapon when I travel. Cause there's one for bug bites and my friends, we were on a trip to St. Lucia and my friend got so mad at me cause she, she didn't know what it was. So she didn't want to trust it, but I would take these after getting all my bug bites and they would go away. Wow. And, um, 
it's oh my god it's it's I swear by them they're they're um but I can't take modern medicine because I'm allergic to it Mm so it um so when I was diagnosed we definitely went to a lot of alternative healing doctors um and I have my homeopathy so for the Lyme disease so there's a certain pill that I'll take um when I do feel flare-ups which which still happen and um you know, usually whenever I get a flare up nowadays, it, you know, it's a sign from my body that I'm working too hard or I'm stressed or I'm traveling too much, mm-hmm. but, you know, so I kind of will take a, a, a mini breather, but it's, yeah. So I'm definitely into all the holistic wellness, you know, and one thing that I think helped was definitely taking supplements and I would go to sauna, you know, I, I would go to sauna a couple, like almost five times a week and just sweat out all the heavy metals and the toxins. And I took it so seriously, you know, there was a whole summer where I, you know, I had the time off anyways, and I ended up leaving teaching, but I did have the time to devote to just, to just getting healthy. And I, you know, instead of trying to distract myself, I was like, I want to be, you know, I want to have my energy back. Yeah. What are some supplements you took to have like your energy back and stuff? Is there any like specific diet you follow? Are you vegans? Do you have to take certain ones or anything? Yeah. So the other thing that plays into it is I am now vegetarian. Um, I used to, my dad was always making fun of me because he's like, I can't imagine a day where you ever went vegetarian. He was like, you like meat too much. I used to love red meat. I used to love it before I stopped eating it. Same. Loved it. I was like, I loved steaks, burgers, everything. I loved it. Oh my gosh. Yes. The steak. Oh, the steak was always so good. Mm-hmm. It was one, definitely one of the favorites in our household. Yeah. But it was once I started detoxing and or getting the heavy metals out of my system, my diet changed, like my taste buds changed. It was so fascinating. Like almost overnight I would make it and I'd eat it and it changed. So now I'm vegetarian, mostly gluten-free, mm-hmm. um, mostly dairy-free just because I have the genetic disposition to become celiac. So I'm just very careful. Yeah. So when I travel, actually, I, um, people will make fun of me because I've been known to bring an extra bag and depending on how long I travel, an extra suitcase versus of um, like snacks and like to go like protein powders and um, yeah. a portable blender on the road, you know, cause I'm always, I'm, cause you never know. And especially on travel days at the airports, like there's not, depending on what airport you go to, there's not really foods that are vegetarian gluten-free friendly yeah and um so yeah I remember we were in Vietnam and my friend made fun of me she's like you brought an extra mini mini suitcase she's like full of food and I was like listen first time here I was like I know myself I'd rather be prepared yeah you know not mocking any food anywhere because I love trying local cuisines but I know that if we're traveling around a lot on travel days I I can't always do my research and you don't know what's when you're in a small village and so I brought it and I ended up not eating a lot of it, which was wonderful because we had a, a home cooked meal a lot of the time. Mm. Everyone was making fun of me because they were like, did you really bring this? And I was like, I, I did. Hard to get off routine. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know that, you know, I'd rather be prepared than, than not have anything to eat. Yeah. And I feel like it's interesting that you're very healthy and into wellness and also a traveler because I feel like when people get into the wellness and health lifestyle, even for me, when I traveled, that's my excuse to get out of my zone. And like, that's my excuse to be like, well, I'm not going to bring a bunch of food or you know what I mean? I, I get off my patterns. I get off my routine. I don't go back to like red meat, but I'll have more dairy out than I do when I'm home. So I think that's really interesting that you prepare that way and you prioritize that much. 
it's true. But, and so, you know, for most people, it's like they go on vacation and it's a week or maybe two weeks or a weekend. Mm -hmm. But when I'm traveling, you know, majority of the month, it's, I can't really, you know, if I go off of my normal diet, it's I'm gone for three weeks. Yeah. It's like your lifestyle. Yeah. So I had to learn, especially with, you know, just because I have allergies, you know, I had to learn how to really, if I was going to have this job, I had to learn how to do it and be prepared. And so now too, I have my, my to go bag, you know, everything's kind of prepared. I have my, you know, so it's, it's, it's all set up for success. Yeah. In a way, you know, yeah. um, I think that was my biggest thing is just being organized and because, you know, when, when you get off, like there'll be trips where I'll, you know, I'll get off or something will happen. And um, like flights will be canceled or something. And then, you know, and you get, you know, and you get thrown off, but yeah, you know, when I'm traveling more than I'm home, especially pre pandemic, it was like, I had to, I had to have something in place. Yeah, for sure. I haven't had red meat and I think almost seven years I used to have mm-hmm. like, yeah, I had for a full year, I went without chicken, like full vegetarian. And then I did it. I started when I was really young. I'm 21 now. So I think I started when I was like 13, 14. So my body was so weak without chicken and I was an athlete. So it's like, I couldn't play my sports and not have enough protein and everything. And I was too young to want to go on like six different supplements and medicines. So I ended up like eating chicken again, but I haven't had red meat in so long, but I never took vitamins or anything for it. And recently I've been very lightheaded. Like this past year, I've been getting the worst migraines, so lightheaded, fainting, like just my body has been so weak. And I didn't start taking B12 and iron literally until like four or five months ago, which is the biggest thing you're supposed to take when you don't have red meat. Yeah. Literally yeah. the biggest. And I just started recently and I feel better now, but I just can't believe I went that long. Do you take those two? Yes, I do. I definitely do. And for me too, with iron, my iron got so low at one point because I didn't, I didn't know, you know, and that's the biggest thing is if anyone wants to become vegetarian or like, you just have to make sure you're still getting the right nutrients because there's a difference between not eating meat and, you know, getting, getting the right nutrients for your body. Mm -hmm. So my doctor at one point, he was like, you know, we might have to give you an iron transfusion. My, you know, my hair is starting to fall out. Like it's huge because it's like, you cut out red meat like you did. and, And, and it just, there are so many nutrients that are in that. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're taking. I know. Out. I can't like, I was literally like getting cat scans. Like I was thought something was wrong with me. Like I was like, maybe there's something like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe I'm sick. Like who knows? Yeah. And like, I, I want to get, feel this way? yeah, I, I didn't understand. And I was like, I'm pretty healthy. I sleep, you know, a good amount. I work out. So I don't understand why I'm always like foggy and dizzy. And my, like, I was afraid to go out sometimes. Cause I was like, what if I go out to a bar tonight and I get a migraine in the middle of the night? Like, you know what I mean? Just like things like that, like gave me a lot of health anxiety. So once I started taking the vitamins, it started to make me feel a lot better. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you want to go vegan or, or vegetarian, definitely take like a vitamin blood test, see which ones you're lacking. That's something I want. I haven't taken one of those yet. I went to the doctor and they told me I was lacking those two, but I want to know every single like vitamin that I need. Do it. Oh my gosh. That changed my life at one point because yeah. they, they literally, I think it was even covered by insurance for me too. So it's, you wow. go in and they'll take your, they took my blood work and they also did an allergy, a food allergy test. So it just mm-hmm. helped because you know and there are foods on there that I eat regularly and I'm like oh you know so it adds with information but and it tells you too like um 
you know, there are certain vitamins where I took or I'm taking now and like my cycle is so much less painful, you know, just certain nutrients that I didn't know I was missing. And it really does make a difference and it's highly worth it. If yeah. yeah. Something else I want to talk about is you have an influencer coaching program to help entrepreneurs begin their journeys. Do you want to give a little background on what that is, why you started it and things like that? Sure. Um, so basically my, I have an influencer program. It's called paid to influence. And basically what it is, is I created the program that I wish I had when I first started out. Um, I, it is an eight week program and it's completely customizable. You know, we have a routine, but it's one-on-one at least for right now. And, you know, I go through and, and I'll walk my th- students through kind of the basic steps to help them both with mindset work and the practical. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause when I first started out, I had so many fears. I would make up so many excuses and, you know, I knew what I wanted. And even when I had the practical, you know, there were things where it would just get in my way. And so um, I created, you know, I created the program that I wish I had. And um, it, you know, cause I, when I, you get to a certain point too, where I was traveling so much and I love, I love what I do, but I'm kind of a teacher at heart, you know, it was my, it was what I went to school for. I missed it. And so I created something, you know, to kind of merge my two passions. And it's been one of the, one of my favorite things that I've created. And it's been so cool to like walk my students through all of this and creating basically their dream lives, you know, because a lot of the times when you're envisioning what you want, you know, not every influencer or blogging career is the same. And so many people come into it with all these preconceptions of what that, you know, they're like, oh, I have to do this, or I want to do this. Like you go through it. And so what we do is we, we get everyone completely clear on what it is they want, because some people come into it and they're like, I just want free trips, or I want to, you know, I want to work with this brand or, you know, some people come in and they're like, I want to make an impact. Like, how do I set up this program so that I'm actually making, or this profile to actually make an impact? And other people want to do it because they make money. So everyone has a different goal. Yeah. What we do is we get clear on what their goals are. And then we create action steps. And, you know, we'll make the media kit. We do the case studies. We create everything they need so that they can pitch brands and work with them and know exactly what they're doing. Hmm. And um, with the one-on-one model too, you know, my students will text me and be like, wait, I got asked this. Or, you know, wait, I got this email. What do I say? And I just walk them through it because it's, so many of these emails I've gotten before, because it's, you don't realize like, you know, once you get through it, it's like, you look back and you're like, oh, of course I know what to say now. But when I first started out, part of the biggest fear for me was it just, I didn't know what to say, or I didn't know what I was, what was okay to ask for, or what was okay to, you know, because there's so many little industry standards or terms, or, you know, somebody was asked for a case study recently, and they called me and they're like, I don't know what this is. And I was like, oh, don't, you know, and so it's just, it's, having that support system of, you know, create a program where people have the support system, you know, that they, that they need and, you know, somebody who has their back basically. Yeah. What are some of your tips for someone who wants to make an impact? Like someone like me who started this podcast to, you know, 
shed positivity on people's lives and inspire, inspire them to become a better version of themselves. What would your advice be for maybe someone who's listening that wants to start a podcast or a blog to impact people? Honestly, my biggest piece of advice is to just start now, to do yeah. it now. Um, Cause people will come and be like, well, I'm waiting to do this or I'm waiting for my audience to get bigger. And it's what you don't realize is that there are people out there with a million followers. And I think you can Google this, but they can't, they don't really have the influence, you know? Mm-hmm. And so even if you have 10 people in your audience, you know, that's still 10 people that you can impact and whose lives and whose lives you can change basically, you know, yeah. still, still have an audience of 10 people. And what we'll do like in case studies, what it does is we go through and, you know, we can create either through giveaways or, or what, you know, a, a your own giveaway, you know, and show like, Hey, like I, you know, I promoted this product and it shows how much influence you have. But basically my biggest thing is that don't worry about the numbers, you know, put your message out there because you never know who's listening. Yeah. And there's so many people out there who, you know, I'll personally listen to. And I remember there was one girl and, um, I follow and she recommended a book offhandedly. She was at Barnes and Nobles or something one day. And she's like, Oh my God, this book changed my life. And I went out and I was like, oh, I love her. Like, I respect her opinion so much. And she has, you know, less than 10,000 followers. So she still has a great audience. But I remember being like, oh, I, but I trusted her opinion so much that I went and bought that book and thought about it after. And I was like, and she'll never know that I just bought, you know, unless I tell her, she'll never know yeah. that I bought a book. So it's just, you never know who's listening and who's watching um, and how many people who do you just silently impact every day with your message. And so I would say, be authentic don't try to conform to being perfect or don't try to, you know, be like, oh, well, if I post about this, I'll get more attraction. I'll put, you know, the people who are most influential are the people who personally, I think, are the people who are the most real themselves. And they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, there's a difference between having a following and having influence. Totally. And so I would just say, start now and don't worry about trying to be someone else because you're, you know, you're creating, Mm. you're creating, you know, even if you create your own niche, you know, you never know who, who's listening. Yeah, I agree. I think that's something I really took is start now, adjust later, because I started my Instagram account with, I started my podcast when my Instagram account had like 36 followers. Like mm-hmm. I had just opened this brand new account. I was posting a lot of aesthetic vision board pictures and like journal entries. And I realized as much as I like writing, I prefer speaking my, what I'm thinking rather than writing it. So I was like, let me just, you know, schedule some episodes, see how my following grows. I've had this podcast since like March. So I started just taking episodes, recording them. And it was very hard at first because with 36 followers, people are like, I don't don't know if you're credible. You know, you don't have anything to really start with. So I had to, I pre-recorded nine episodes with friends that I knew that had blogs or just that I was friends with on social media and then edited, scheduled for all them to upload. And now that I'm getting more credible guests that have more of a following. Sometimes I even get shocked when people like you are like, yeah, I'll do it. Cause I'm like, I only have like 500 followers. Like, you know, I think it's the way that you present yourself on email or social media. And also just like you said, someone could have a million followers and only 10,000 of those people are actually interacting. But for me, 
I feel like I used to care a lot about the following count. I used to be like, I want to post things that's going to get a lot of likes and that people are, people are going to follow me for. But now that I'm developing into the social media world a little bit, I'm learning that it's all about those four or five people who are messaging you after every episode saying this changed my day or this changed my opinion on this. Like, thank you for this. And that's what it means. I only have 500 followers, but I might be getting more engagement than someone that has 10,000 followers. Like you never know, like you said, who it impacts. Like I go, I'm the same way as you. Like I follow this girl named Kayla who I had on my podcast. She only has like, I think like she's on the way to 10,000, but the way that she speaks and presents herself, you'd think she had like a million followers. And I take, I have her program. I write down like her meal prep. Like I take all this inspiration from people who have not too big of a following and you're right. They have no idea that they just influenced something I did. So I think that's a really big thing to remember when, if you want to start something is that it's not about the numbers. It's more about engagement and whose lives you're touching. Oh, hundred percent. And it's even Google this. And, but there was somebody, I remember there's an influencer who has a million followers and she had, she wanted to start a clothing brand and she couldn't sell like 20 t-shirts or something. So the brand, you know, whereas like I, one of my, somebody that I've worked with, she has under 2000 followers, but she's very niche. And so she had, I think she worked with a hotel or she went to visit and stayed on her own. And she's an outdoor adventure photographer and goes yeah. to all these cool places, but her followers are so engaged and they're in a specific area that she asked them for a promo code. And she had like, I think it was something like 22 people or no, it was, yeah, like 23 people, whatever it was book with her promo code in the span of three months so wow. you know what I mean and the you know and so you present that to a brand and be like hey listen my followers are into this this mm-hmm. is you know it so it, it's more about just getting away from the numbers and more about you know who you speak to and I think it's also too developing it so that when your audience grows they know who you are and I'll tell my students too that Cause they're like, Oh, you know, do I do this or do I tag? And I'm like, when you travel, I'm like, you know, promote different brands. I'm like, act as if, you know, my biggest, cause I'm very into the manifestation and acting as if. And so it's like, if you act as if you're successful and you put the aura out there, like you'll, you attract people, you know, hundred percent, and you attract the right kind of people because, you know, it's not about how many it's the right kind and the people who will follow you. And so I'm like, no, go out there and then like speak your message. Or if you're working with a brand or not working with, but even like using a brand, like, Hey, I use this smoothie company or, Hey, I'm going to this hotel and tag the brand social handles. Yeah. Funny enough. Like I've once, like I've gone to restaurants and I've tagged the brand and or I've tagged the restaurant and I've had them message me and be like, Hey, come back and have dinner on us or give me a gift card. And wow. Just, and I'm like, no, like I'm just posting out of, you know, I'm like, I love your grant, you know, and yeah. like, you never know, if, you know sometimes people are grateful. So tag them. And then, you know, you tag them and you act as if like, Hey, they're sponsoring me or, Hey, this mm-hmm. is, That's you get crazy, yourself yeah. in the mindset so that once it does, it's like, Oh, no big deal. Of course I've been sponsored, you know? So it's yeah. just yourself in that energy and, and you'd be surprised how many things like are attracted to you. Yeah. I like how you also brought up. It's about attracting, like who you are is who you're going to attract. That's the audience you're going to attract. So if you're authentic and yourself and everything you're going to attract people who are also real and into the things that you're into so I want to talk more about manifesting and law of attraction just in case people I've talked about it on my channel before on my podcast it's my favorite thing in the world I've been lacking I'm not gonna lie I've been really bad at it recently I've been super lazy 
but why don't you just give a little explanation on what it is just in case people are listening and don't fully understand it oh goodness um so yeah so manifestation to me is oh how do I how do I describe this it's something that I think your vibe attracts your tribe and my biggest hack that I'll start out with is anyone who likes to challenge me and be like, does this even work? Is this real? And I'm like, okay, let's go over this for a second. You can either go with me and be like, listen, I'm going to make a vision board. I'm going to write down everything I want, or I'm going to, you know, try to manifest this. And you're either going to manifest everything you want, or it's not going to work. And you can just make fun of me for the rest of your life. Um, But so I'm like, you have nothing to lose by giving it a try. But for me, manifestation is about getting clear on what it is you want and believing that you can have it and believing it is yours. Cause I fully believe that our thoughts create our reality. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been to, I don't know if any of my, any of your listeners go listen to Joe Dispenza, but I went to, he's a great personal um, look up cause he explains a lot of the science behind it. Yeah. I, I never really understood it. And, you know, my dad one day was like, you know, you should go to his conference. And he's like, you know, he just, he knew it would be life-changing for me. And I was like, Oh, I can go to Mexico. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was early in my man in my, uh, blogging days. So I was like, yeah, I'll go on, I'll go to Mexico. And I walked in and he has this amazing conference where he explains meditation and the law of attraction and the science behind it. And they've basically measured, um, people's brain waves and everything. And, and, when you get clear and when you kind of put yourself into like, um, you don't even have to put yourself into a meditative state. I'm sorry. I'm not always the best at describing it. Cause I do it versus yeah, like, I totally get what you talk about it. Um, but I have to say like, when you believe that something is yours, like the things that I've attracted to myself, like even in my blogging career, I remember I'd gotten to a certain point in my, in my career where I, was like, okay, I need more compatible travel companions because when I started out, I would travel with friends and realize that we would go on trips and they'd be like, okay, cool. Like, thanks for getting us the hotel stay, but we want to go to the beach now. And I'm like, wait a second, we're here working. We're doing, you know, we were just on different schedules. So I was like, I need somebody to travel with. And all of a sudden I get invited on a bus trip and my plus one in photographer bailed six hours before the trip and it was with the four seasons and I was so excited to go so I, you know and she had personal reasons like I you know I completely understand why she bailed yeah. but the universe was falling apart because it was trying to send a lesson and so everything fell apart and I was like do I still go do I not and I was like you know what I'm still gonna go because I I had put the intention out that I wanted travel companions because I went solo I think everyone took pity on me but I was able to network basically or interact with more people than I probably would have had I had somebody there and so all of a sudden I walked out of that trip with eight different travel companions wow all of which I travel with so it's just it's trusting it's getting clear on what you want believing it's yours and trusting that it'll actually happen yeah I always say envision your highest self and then show up as her so think of who you want to be I want to be the girl that wakes up at 6 a.m and has a green juice and goes on a walk and then records her podcast as a full-time job so envision who you want to be and then just wake up and be that person adjust to the things that you have to do later you know adjust to your financial situation adjust to your home situation whatever it is but if you just wake up and you act like that person 
you're slowly going to turn into this person. My vision board, I don't know if you see it, it's right here hanging on my wall. (laughs) I wake up every morning and I see it and I see, you know, clear skin. I see places I want to travel. I see the relationship I want to have, the house I want to live in, all these things. And you wake up and you realize this is why I'm working so hard. And the more that you just say these things, say these things are yours, it's going to come to you very slowly. I've definitely had like, I've manifested a lot of things in my life. Um, that's why I don't know why I just like, I need to get back. I haven't done it in like two months, which is like really, I was doing it so consistently and it was working and things were happening my way. And I just got lazy and stopped. But yeah, I think when people think of manifesting, they think they have to like sit against their mirror and be like, you are this, you are that, but it could totally just be something supernatural, raw, organic. You journal in the present tense. You just think and speak these things out. It doesn't have to be like a whole meditative state where you're like lighting these candles and your incense, like could just be yourself, like being authentic with yourself. Um, but yeah, it has definitely changed my life completely. They even say too, like, it's easier, like, it's easier if you just like, or it comes in more easily if you like let go. Like, if you kind of like, you're like, oh, I want this. And then you forget about it. And then it comes to you and you're like, oh, yeah, because you're not thinking about it constantly yeah. and your energy is not on it. And so, yeah. So it's like they say sometimes, you know, it's not any easier or any harder to manifest like a thousand dollars versus ten dollars. Yep. You believe it's harder to manifest. like a thousand dollars so it's which is why it is but it's true it's like when you act as if and you show up and you're like like with you you were like I want to be a podcaster and Mm -hmm. but you had to take the actionable steps like you had to actually start the podcast yeah in order to do it exactly you were also I saw this on your Instagram you're on Forbes you're featured in Forbes (laughs) talk talk to me about that because I think that's everyone's dream how did you reach out to them did they reach out to you what was the article about everything because I think that's huge so yes, so I've been featured on Forbes. So there's two things there, I guess. So I've been featured on Forbes and I've written for Forbes Travel Guide. And so wow. my feature with Forbes is, and this is why I think it's just so nice to network, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just be friendly to everyone. And it was somebody that I knew and she reached out and she's like, hey, I need an extra article this month. <laughs> can I interview you? And I was like, great, sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. And so, you know, I, and I was still in that phase where I wasn't pitching people. I wasn't whatever, but she goes, I love what you're doing with wellness. And so she interviewed me on, you know, ways to stay healthy while traveling. I believe yeah. was the name of the article. And which was awesome. And then, yeah, with Forbes travel guide, it was somebody I'd never known, but I guess I had traveled to a couple hotels that they wanted reviews on. So they, they reached out and they're like, Hey, we can pay you, you know, will you, and I was like, sure. I was like, don't want to tell them this now, but I was like, I would have done that for free for the, you know, (laughs) credibility, but I was like, you know, and so honestly, it just, it's about networking, I guess, and and being open to it. Cause one of them I got because they knew me and they were like, like, Hey, we want to interview you. And the second one I got because I had been in the right place, I guess, at the right time when they, you know, so yeah, I, I really don't have a ton of advice on how to do that at this point. Yeah. I think networking is honestly the number one advice you could give about it. Even now in college, I wouldn't have gotten any of the internships I've gotten if I wasn't networking because applying isn't enough. Sending emails to Forbes isn't enough. You have to know people on the inside, expand your network. That's the biggest thing when you're in your twenties, out of high school, whatever it is that you're doing, just network 
literally it's so easy too. like I just go on LinkedIn to like places I want to work at and I just connect with everyone in the New York area and whoever accepts me I send an email to hey let's grab coffee and just talk about what you do let's get on the phone whatever it is and it's so easy it's fun you get to just talk to people like it's it's not hard at all so I think that's really really interesting I've been connecting with so many people on Forbes too because I just feel like it'd be a good way to get my podcast out so I'm like on LinkedIn connecting with like all these different people but (laughs) I think that's so cool. I saw that on your Instagram and I was like, let me ask her about it before I just like read it, but I'll definitely link it down below for oh, sure. Yeah. I was from, yeah, it was, a, it was a couple of years ago, but the other thing too, like you said, is it's all about networking and so many people, it's funny, like there are people who will be so competitive and whatnot in this industry. And I'm like, what people don't realize is that it's like, it, like you go so much further with the community. A, if you get along with people, like I've had friends be like, Hey, I can't make this press trip but Caroline can, you should meet Caroline or, Hey, you, you know, and also when you pitch, like when people are starting out and they want to do a hotel stay or work with a brand or whatever it is, when you ask somebody to work with them, Mm -hmm. like if you're pitching, you know, two of you, maybe with 10,000 followers, so the brand now gets 20,000 followers versus, you know, doing it on your own, you can go so much further by having a community and, and pitching you both, you know, so it's when people, there are some people who, you know, they'll guard their contacts or won't say what they're doing. And it's just, you know, it just, I've seen people go so much further when you work together yeah. because it really is about, you know, developing a community. I always say there's room for everyone at the top. And I can't stand people who don't believe in that and think that everyone else has to be down here for them to be up here. And I've definitely encountered people like that. I think, especially as females, not to like stereotype, but I think we're more like that (laughs) as as females, like females. I think a lot of them think everything is a competition. Like when you go out, I have to have the better outfit. I have to have my hair done more. Like you could tell, you, you can meet those people very easily. I've definitely seen people like that in school and just in real life where I'm like, Oh, I could tell this person, like the way that they're talking to me, the things they point out about me, you can just kind of tell who's really like riding on your side and who's not. And I think that also has a lot to do with law of attraction and who you are, like pay attention to who you are and who you are will attract people who are more like you. So I think that's really cool. So you said you wrote about things to do and how to maintain the health and wellness lifestyle while traveling. I'm going to San Diego in two days. I don't know. Have you been to San Diego? I lived there briefly. Uh, I lived there briefly, actually. No way. How did you? I feel like people that live there don't like it as much as people who vacation there. I feel like it can get boring <laughs> if you live there. But how did you like it? I loved it. I mean, they're so into health and wellness over out there, and yeah. you know, it's just, I, I, I genuinely loved it. I've made friends that are still friends with today. Um, I came home because when I actually when I got sick, I was I was living on the beach in San Diego and wow. couldn't get out of bed, and that's how when I came home but they kicking and screaming. I came home, but I loved it out there. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I know we've been talking for a while now and I learned so much about you. Just, you're just honestly a very fascinating person. I've never talked to anyone (laughs) who has like their own travel blog and just travels for a job. I I hear about it and I see it on YouTube and everything. So it was super cool to talk to you. Um, and also I love how you maintain like a health and wellness journey through all of it, because if anything, traveling is the one time people don't stay consistent with it so I think it's super cool that you live that lifestyle and do it as your job like that's literally I think everyone's dream is to get paid to travel (laughs) it's like oh is this what you're doing and I'm like as long as I'm happy I was like I'll do this until you know and then I move on to the next thing which is when I started my program and um I just no thank you so much and thank you for having me